One night, one goal. Stop suicide. On June 3rd, Washington, D.C. will host the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk. For the last 20 years, people have described the overnight as one of the most powerful experiences of their lives. Now is the perfect time for you to join us as people from all over the country come together to send a message of love and hope. Walk over 16 miles from dusk till dawn to raise funds and awareness for suicide prevention. See the landmarks of Washington, D.C. by moonlight. Form lasting friendships, experience healing, and bring hope to those affected by suicide. Join us. Be a part of something extraordinary. June 3rd in Washington, D.C. Register today at theovernight.org or call 888-THE-OVERNIGHT. That's theovernight.org or 888-843-6837. Recorded live from sunny Southern California, this is the Rogie Report. We talk about the topics that matter to you. From current events, conspiracies, culture, and the unrevealed, this is a show for people who are skeptical of the mainstream narrative. My name's Jess Rogie, and I'll be your host today. This is episode 35 of the Rogie Report, and it's a re-record of the live broadcast due to audio issues. But first, I want to remind you to visit the Rogie Report website. You can head over there and check out the show archives, sign up for the newsletter, and find out how you can support the show. You can also visit JessRogie.com for everything Rogie Report. So I'm working on getting the YouTube set back up. I've rebranded it. It's going to be called the Rogie Report TV. I'm going to be creating a couple different shows on there, um, and we're going to be covering things like UAPs, current events, conspiracies, you know, there's this whole thing about identities nowadays, you know, like, what do I identify with? What do I identify as? You know, and I'm having a hard time with that. Not because, not that kind of identity, guys. But, you know, I've always thought of myself as a conspiracy theorist, you know, and that's how I really got into researching UFOs deeper, You know, I used to spend a lot of time on the conspiracy message boards, and as I was surfing the boards, I would come across UFO cover-up information. So that's kind of how I got into the whole UFO thing. And, you know, because people think, well, Jess, you're you're just a UFO person, and, you know, it's a label. It's not just UFOs. Um, In my heart, you know, for a very long time, I've been a conspiracy realist. I like to look at systems. I like to talk about what's being hidden. I like to talk about the media. I like to talk about perceptions. 
You know, I feel like I kind of have a few identities and labels. You know, there's conspiracy Jess, there's radio Jess, there's UAP Jess. You know, and I like to talk about these topics because I believe by perhaps talking about these things, we may have the desire to look a little deeper into the reality that we live in. You know, I often encounter people that say, it's always been like this, Jess. It won't change. We can't do anything. And I say, yes, we can. We can do something. You know, we can be more educated. We can look at things differently. We can talk to one another and begin to change things. Things change with you. And you have the power to change things. We have the power to change things. One step at a time. Change does not happen overnight. Change takes time. You know, divided we are weak. And that's why they want to conquer and divide us. So how do we change these things? Because things are changing, my friends. You know, if you look back two years ago, how different it was. Five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago. A few weeks ago, we talked about the education system. And now, you know, we're covering the media. You know, recently I watched this movie called The Hunt on HBO. And The Hunt is a take on um, the story of The Most Dangerous Game. If you're not familiar, The Most Dangerous Game is human. The story's basically been modernized and adapted for the current political climate. If you haven't seen it, I have a little spoiler alert right now. But anyways, the movie features 12 people waking up after being drugged and dropped off in a remote location, and they don't know where they are or why they're there. So they find this crate of weapons, and then they immediately start getting killed. So it's a game of survival while they try to figure out the truth. Well, I won't get into the politics of it, but I will say... There's a group of elites and a group of normal people. Long story short, the elites in the movie basically choose these people because of what they've said online. And um, they've dehumanized them, so it makes them easier to kill in the movie. You know, and I think the um, being a podcaster, the scariest part of that movie is basically that they've, they went after like podcasters and people who posted online. I wanted to use that movie as an example of dehumanizing, if you guys haven't checked it out. It, it's kind of a fun, like, ultra-violent movie, but... But um, I do enjoy that story, The Dangerous Game. So before we get into it any deeper, I'm going to play a little bit of the clip I played the other day on They Don't Want Critical Thinkers. This is a clip from George Carlin talking about you ain't part of the club. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. 
Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interests. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table and figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security. Security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. By the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people. White collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. At all. At all. Yeah. You know? And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on. The fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. The media telling you what to think. It's as true as it is when Carlin says it, said it in the, in the clip there, as it is today. Back in the day, you could get away from the news. You know, you could stop watching TV, stop reading the newspaper. But now it's everywhere from the moment you wake up and look at your phone, even when you go buy gas, social media, it's very difficult to get away from. You know, and media is a type of mass communication, communication for the masses. You know, and there's a lot of people that talk negative about the mainstream media. They fear it like it's some sort of beast. And people say, oh, that's CNN or MSN or Fox News. And you know what? They probably all equally suck, honestly. You have to learn how to navigate the beast. You know, and I ask myself often, and maybe you should ask yourself too, do you discount something because it doesn't fit in your narrative? You know, I thought about this and I used UAPs as an example. You know, some people only look for the evidence that supports what they believe. UFOs, for example, I started looking at them with a more critical eye. I started to question cases, you know, and I started to look at it in just a different way. You know, why do people believe these stories? Why are they? Do people think real life is like movies? Movies are entertainment. And shockingly, yes, guys, news is entertainment. It keeps you engaged and entertained. You know, um, news stories elicit a response, an emotional response. And it's a dangerous business because it controls the thoughts 
and perceptions of people. I mean, what, you know, and we talked about this in the education episode, school is a business. News organizations are businesses. They need money to run, to pay their people, to pay their reporters, to pay their website fees, all this and that. You know, when you go to a website, you'll see like they either charge you a fee or they charge advertisers. The If it's a free site, there's going to be advertisers and they can charge for that ad space based on the more the more visits they have, the more clicks you have. You know, their goal is to keep you on the website and that goes for social media as well. They want you to stay longer. They want you to watch longer. They want you to see more of their ads. It's about keeping your attention and selling newspapers, getting a click on the site, but keeping you engaged. You know, when I first started to think about this topic, it was weeks ago, we had this freak thunderstorm come in. And the thunderstorm hit a power line on my street. And we were out out of power for almost 24 hours. So I said, you know what? It's the perfect time to take a media break, a digital detox, if you will. And here I am a few weeks later as I pre-record. I'm on another digital detox right now. Um, If you guys don't know, I do do the news for the Fringe FM. So that means I have to constantly and constantly consume news And it gets tiring. You know, even if I try to stay away from mainstream news and try to focus on fringe topics, it still gets tiring. So, you know, I sat down and I said, you know, let's let's think about the news. I like to see, you know, where things originated from. I'm always I'm I'm kind of a nerd that way. I always like to see the history of something. So when I was a kid. You know, my parents told me we were going to go on vacation and we were going to see a castle. And I was so excited. You know, I said, I've never seen a castle. You know, I'm from the United States. I've never seen a castle. But when we got there after our several hour drive, we found out that this castle wasn't a castle. It was simply a castle in name. But it was actually the home of a really rich dude. It was so fancy that this castle this castle had pieces of churches from Europe, fancy antique rugs, everything custom. Like the story they tell about this place is that they had so many of these antique like oriental rugs brought in and they were so rich that if they spilled something on them or the rug got damaged, they'd roll it up and take out another. You know, this place even had a zoo, two pools, and this wasn't the house of freaking Hugh Hefner. This was the house of William Randolph Hertz, the guy who owned Hertz Publishing, the guy that the movie Citizen Kane is based on. And uh, how did he get that castle? Well, let me tell you, he created yellow journalism, which sold a lot of papers. But it focused on sensationalism over facts. And if you kind of relate that to what we have today, it's clickbaity titles. Titles that don't really match what the article says, but it gets you to click on it. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. 
And it's funny because you think of the term yellow journalism. And if we go further back in the 1920s, when jazz was big, we had jazz journalism. You know, and jazz journalism sold papers. They focused on sensationalism again, crime, celebrity stuff, not much different than some stuff you see in the news today. You know, and one aspect of media control is making money. Like I was saying, news is a business. It's part entertainment, part current events. And the news is a dangerous business with lots of power over minds. You know, I like to talk about propaganda. And propaganda and media, well, they've been friends for a long, long time. Back in 1916, Woodrow Wilson was the president during World War I. And at that time, the country was filled with pacifists. You know, the general consensus was that we did not need or want to get in a war in Europe. So the Wilson administration came up with a plan. They created something called the Creole Commission, which in six months, they were able to shift public opinion. What did they do? Well, they came up with a phrase called, here's the phrase, peace without victory. Peace without victory. And I wanted to relate that to something current. So with 9-11, it's never forget. You know, these words, these phrases, you know, they're quick, they're short, they're marketing. You know, the powers that be plant these things in the media to start to seed these ideological changes. It's a small group of elite folks who believe they know what's best for the people. When we heard the Carlin clip, he talks about, you know, the club. David Icke calls them the cult. But they believe that we should not know the truth. They believe we're not mature enough. They think we're children. In this democracy, we have people who carry out the executive function. Then we have the masses. We are the masses, the spectators to what's going on. You know, we're given this illusion of freedom. For example, you know, we get two candidates. Choose this person or choose this person. Choose this party or choose this party. We don't actually have a choice. We're presented with choices and then we get to make a choice out of the presented choices. According to Noam Chomsky, the author of Media Control, he says there's a logic behind it. They believe the mass public is not smart enough to understand things. But can you say, are they wrong? When we talk about masses, we have to talk about the lowest common denominator. The intelligence of a group averages out. You know, in uh, my favorite line in Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones says to Will Smith, he says, A person is smart. People are panicky and dumb. And to illustrate this, we can talk about in 2020. In 2020, as the pandemic news spread across the United States and the world, people panicked. They panicked at the thought of not having enough groceries and toilet paper. I remember going to the store and just trying to pick up a few things because they said you better pick up stuff, which caused a panic. I remember looking at those empty aisles and those empty shelves and thinking, Jesus, what is going on? The media stirred everybody up and created panic, and it wasn't fun. In the book, Chomsky says, They believe most people are guided by emotion and impulse. And are they wrong? 
the articles that people are attracted to and the posts that people are attracted to are ones that incite emotion, typically anger, fear, or joy. But anger and fear are going to get more of a reaction than joyful, feel-good stories. And, you know, if you think that they're not still doing Mockingbird, they are. You know, I often hear people mockingbirding the shit that they read online or saw in a video, telling you they're right. Both sides of any topic. Both sides. And I say, don't play their game. If you are retweeting or reposting something based on an emotion, take a moment and think. Are you being part of their game? So I like to say, don't play their game. You have a choice. You have a choice to be an independent critical thinker. We all do. I encourage you to look at the bigger picture. Look at both sides. Look at three sides, four sides. Look at the whole thing. Look at the overarching views. You know, I often do interviews out there where I talk about UFOs. And I'm often asked questions like, what do you think about this case? Well, I have to explain that with UAPs, I'm very similar. I'm not case-driven. I don't talk about abductions or certain cases. What interests me is the big picture, the shift in the change, and how things are coming along. So when we talk, talk about the world, I like to take a step back and try to look at as much as I can. And very careful. And, you know, everybody makes mistakes, but, you, you know, you have to be careful about what you share. Because it doesn't take that much for an idea to be planted on social media and reposted and spread around and then misinformation is spread around. And it's not just misinformation spread by people. There are bots. And people have talked about paid shills. There are people who are paid to start arguments. There are people who are paid to post BS that others retweet. The idea spread so fast, never before in, humani- in humanity's history has information spread this fast. Something could happen on the other side of the world and you could almost immediately know about it now. So not only that, but they can sway us. The powers that be can sway us much faster than before. If you think about, like, just think about the summer of 2020, we had all these protests. You know, it was like, are we mad about this? Now we're mad about this. Even with the word I don't like to talk about, even COVID BS, that has been dividing people. I have seen people stop talking to each other. I have seen people argue. Regardless of the virus being there, it's been used as a tool, a tool of division. And it's still going. This is COVID 2019. It's 2021 now. We're headed into 2022 and this BS is still around. And it's still dividing people. How do we stop being so divided? You know, and it's interesting because, you know, as the economy has had problems, you know, they don't want sick people because sick people equal less work, less profit, bad economy. Business owners... Typically, I think, I think at least in California, you get three days of sick leave a year. That's what you get. And people are going to go to work sick because they only get three days off. They can't afford to take the time off. It's just this whole weird thing. 
It's the culture of work in the United States, a 40-plus hour work week, working when you're off the clock, being so tired that you don't give a fuck after work. You just want to chill, watch TV, and unwind and go to bed so the process starts all over again. You know, we talked about school and education and how it prepares you to be a good cog in the machine. Don't cause trouble. Who wants to cause trouble? So back in the 1930s, there was a steel strike in Jonestown, Pennsylvania. Business owners used a tactic to stop the protest. What did they do? They had goon squads. Goon squads would beat people up. So instead of violence, they thought perhaps it would be easier to sway public opinion. The story they tell is the business owners and the people are being affected by these protests. Those people striking are disrupting America, and they must be stopped. They want you to believe that the CEO at the top and that laborer all the way at the bottom have the same interests. They don't. And we would talk about the businesses owning the media today. They still do. They are able to sway public opinion in the pursuit of the almighty dollar. So when we talk about these unions, they created a scientific method of strike-breaking. After all, you do not want to disrupt the harmony. The harmony. They want fake harmony. They don't really want people to get along. They want people to get along so that they can go to work, so that these businesses can make money. They want you distracted. They want you watching TV. They want you watching sports. They want you spending all your time looking at the internet so you don't stop and look around and say, hey, like Carlin said, it's the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. It's a marketing scam. Marketing. It's all marketing. The busier you are, the less time you have to look at these, this BS. You know, maybe it makes you feel bad. Maybe, you, you know, you'd rather just look at Instagram and post some selfies and look at cat videos. But you know what? You know, I think of that scene in The Matrix where the one dude is eating the steak with Agent Smith. Do we have a deal, Mr. Reagan? You know, I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the Matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realize? <sighs> Ignorance is bliss. He had already been awakened and shown the Matrix, but he wanted to go back to sleep. He wanted to enjoy his steak. And you know, this isn't for everybody, but I assure you, I assume my listeners, the people who spend the time to listen to this show, you do want to be awake. And not this stupid woke stuff they're talking about. Being awake just means that you're seeing what's really going on in the world. And you can see what's going on in the world and go back to sleep and do nothing about it. Or you can say something. You can read more, become more educated about these things. You know, it's become this whole thing. And I'll do another episode on this where we, I am working on an episode where we're talking about social media and tech companies as well. 
The media is a corporate monopoly. And, you know, and this is an amazing time where we have independent journalists out there, too, and alternative media. But we have to be critical and always be skeptical. Media has a huge ability and power to control people's thoughts and influence the way people think. Now, next time, before you click that little retweet or share button with an article you saw that elicited some sort of emotion in you, think about it before you post. What are you posting? Are you pushing someone else's agenda? You know, we do have the power. We have the power to be critical thinkers. We have the power to be independent thinkers. There's no reason to fall into groupthink, mob mentality. There is a way to be connected without getting stuck into these thought patterns. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. And on the next episode, episode 36, we're going to be talking about mass media and mass communication. Join me live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific on thefringe.fm and follow me on social media at The Rogie Report. That's the R-O-G-G-E Report. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful day. Find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 